0: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
1: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're having a great day. Um, A special shout-out to my close friend, Yoshiko Dart, who, as you know, is the widow of Justin Dart, such a great hero in the world for the disability community. Um, So Yoshiko, greetings. I know you're saying hi back wherever you are. Okay, everyone, I'm very excited about the show today um, because these folks are doing really great stuff, which we'll talk about in a moment, but it is my pleasure to have as my guest today Uh, Three leaders from Envision Incorporated. We are thrilled to have people from such a progressive company that works with people with disabilities, and you all know I'm living with epilepsy and a hearing loss, so this is really awesome to me. So today, we have Hannah Christensen, Allison, Allison, is it Rhodes, or how do I pronounce that properly?
2: Rhodes is correct.
1: Okay, and Therese Gorin, and I'm just thrilled to have all three of you with us today. Welcome to the show, and let's start with Therese, uh, who is the early childhood educator and assistive technology specialist. So I thought maybe you could start by telling our folks what is Envision, uh, what do they do, what's the size of the company?
3: Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, We're really excited to be here. Uh, Envision's mission is to improve the quality of life and provide inspiration for the blind and visually impaired. Uh, We do it through employment and outreach, uh, rehabilitation services, and education, and we do research as well.
1: Awesome. And, And where are you headquartered?
3: We're headquartered in Wichita, Kansas.
1: Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, I have many um, listeners who are blind, uh, and so this will be very, very important to them. Now, you you roll at Envision. What exactly do you do, and when did you start working at the company?
3: Well, I've been involved with Envision since 1996 when my mom was actually the receptionist for Envision. Wow. And... Uh, She was very excited to be a part of the company because I am legally blind, and we just didn't know that these kind of services and this kind of organization was was in the area, and it was so exciting to be a part of it. Um, I actually became employed at Envision uh, in 98 uh, through the print division. Uh, We had a store within the Walmart facilities, and we did printing, and we did graphic design and and made T-shirts and coffee mugs and such for for the community. And I moved on into customer service and now I've worked my way into the assistive technology program, uh, which was actually started in 98 by my husband, who came to Envision to build the assistive technology program. And I spend my time in the early childhood facility, the Early Child Development Center, and I work with children who uh, might need adaptations made in the classroom so they can learn along with our typically sighted kids that are actually in the classroom with them. And I'm also involved with our, our Vision Rehabilitation Center. I work with the clients there. And do training with them on computer systems, using their smartphones, uh, helping them find apps that might work best for them. And then I'm also involved with the uh, Level Up program with the teenagers. It's a great Well, I here. did
1: not know that you have people in the class uh, that are sighted. Mm-hmm. So how do they get to the class? Like how do people uh get to class at Envision. How do they apply? How how are they selected?
3: Um for the the level up program, um they are actually involved. They get recommendations through their their uh teacher of the visually impaired and then Hannah could probably explain that a little bit more as to how that process works. Um and with our our daycare kids, they uh, we take them uh, wherever there's a spot. We take children who are blind and visually impaired, and then we also have uh, members of the community that bring their kids who are typically sighted as well because we want to have an integrated environment for them so they can learn and grow right along with their peers so they can transition into a classroom environment uh, in a Public school situation.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. How do you know? How do those kids get in your class uh, that are sighted?
4: Um, well, um, the way it works out for the Child Development Center is we do give preference to um, students who are visually impaired. That's a that's a given. Um, students are welcome to attend in order to create a peer model um, type situation with sighted peers amongst their visually impaired peers. Uh, However, when we do have students on the waiting list, we will let families know that if a child who is visually impaired or blind um, is in need of a space, then they would be granted first space.
1: And and what about the people that are sighted? That's what I'm Uh, talking about.
4: They're just community members, people who have um, witnessed Envision, or just uh, we are directed within the in early childhood education community in Wichita. And so we have a very robust program, a great preschool program. Um, Teresa Houston is our director, and she's visually impaired. And so we will just have a good preschool experience for anybody.
1: Oh, that is really awesome, though. You know how it's integrated like that. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, my so, daughter is
4: very fortunate that she gets to attend. So to her, being a, being a classmate with somebody who's visually impaired is just, that's the way life is. There's no um, hesitation when it comes to interacting with somebody who is maybe on the outside a little bit different than she is. So she's very much learning compassion and understanding for people who have different needs. And so I'm very fortunate to not only get to work with Envision, but that my daughter gets to have that experience as well.
1: Yeah, that is, that is going to make all the difference. Let me ask you, how long is this program? Um, a class, the level you know, if program? you join a class, how long is it?
4: Oh, we start as early as two weeks in an infant room, and we have four classrooms that go all the way up to preschool. Um, when the students are getting ready to enter kindergarten, then they transition out of the center and into their home district.
1: Yeah, and when or do they come back? When do they come back?
4: Um, Do they they, ever come back? Well, we have programs um, throughout and support programs for all ages, and so they are consistently part of the Envision family. From the time they start in the early childhood center all the way up until we have seniors who participate in our adult support group program. So um, we don't have a school, but we do make sure that we connect with local schools and local TVIs to ensure that our support services are available to all students, all ages who are visually impaired or blind.
1: Well, thank you for explaining that, Uh, Hannah. You are the support services coordinator Mm -hmm. envision what about you what what are your job responsibilities Uh, what do you do you know what do you do on a daily basis and and how did you get involved
4: you know we just want to make sure that everybody um, who is visually impaired or blind in our area and even in the region knows that we're here for them and that they can reach out to us for support in any aspect so we have calls for people who might need um, orientation, and mobility um, training, maybe outside of a school, who who have maybe lost their sight more recently, and they need stuff. So we will refer them to our clinic, or we will refer people to different aspects of Envision. So it's it's kind of nice. We're it's like a center point, and so we have those connections with the community, and we kind of funnel everybody into the right directions, so that. Everybody who wants to be part of Envision has the opportunity and can get the services that they need to make their lives better.
1: And how about you? When did you first join Envision?
4: I began working at Envision in 2010. Um, I was actually previously with a, a service provider, and I did special education um, for birth to three-year-olds. And so when the opportunity came, um, Envision was opening a child development center, so I actually started as a classroom teacher in the um, child development center, and as the needs progressed and we moved on, uh, we added a home-based services component for, um, some of our students have multiple disabilities and um, some medical problems, so for one reason or another weren't able to um, physically attend the center, but we didn't want to leave them in the wings and without assistance or support. So we would go to their homes and work with them and their families individually. And from the progression of that, um, getting that rolling and started, we have a good home-based program now um, that you know complements our center services. And a position opened up for the support program coordinator and I jumped on it because I, I love what I do and this way I just get to work with even more people on a daily basis, and that's, that's truly what I want to do.
1: Yeah, well, you're doing it, and we're happy you're doing it. But with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Hannah Christensen, Therese Gorin, and Allison Ruetz from Envision Incorporated. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
6: For those in leadership positions with corporations, governments, nonprofits, and educational institutions, please pay attention. Are you aware that 10 to 15% of your potential clients are unable to use your websites properly? At AudioEye, an advanced technology has been created that eliminates accessibility issues and levels the playing field for all. Make the Internet a meaningful resource for millions of more people. Go to AudioEye.com. More accessible, more usable, more people. Call on AudioEye today. Visit AudioEye.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies and federal government agencies.
2: Get the news on
3: our
4: shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
1: Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Hannah. Therese and Allison from Envision Incorporated talking about what they do at Envision to provide quality of life for Americans with disabilities and I'm so excited to have a student on the show today. Allison you are a student at Wichita State University and you attended Envision from a very young age so as a person who is legally blind Tell me what it meant to you to attend Envision and how that education helped you the most.
2: Uh, yeah, being with Envision from a young age, it was nice to be able to connect with other students my age that were also visually impaired. Uh, since elementary school and middle school, I was the only visually impaired student in my district. So Envision allowed me to connect with other students like me, and it was a great way to to learn from other people that we're not the only ones out there.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel it helped you uh, deal with stigma in society?
2: I think so, yes.
1: Well, at Wichita, tell us, what is your major and, um, and, and what are some of the issues you deal with in reference to assistive technology?
2: My major is communications, um, so I use um, a computer a lot, and because of the program through Envision, I have the equipment that I need to access all my work and everything, so because of that, I haven't had any assistive technology problems.
1: Is that JAWS software?
2: Um, I use a MacBook Air with voiceover and a screen reader or magnifier
1: Okay, so now tell me, how do the students at Wichita react to you? Like how did, how, what have you seen as far as any barriers?
2: For the most part, there aren't a lot of barriers on our campus. We have a lot of diversity, um, and our disability program is very open. Uh, we're all very involved, and so most of the people on campus know us and interact with us just like they would with a regular person.
1: And have you been able to work well as far as teaching them how to communicate with you?
2: Yeah, I have. Um, I have a service dog, and I think that that helps um, people see the animal and they come approach me and ask me questions about it, and so that's usually a good conversation starter.
1: Oh, yes. We have uh, people who are blind working in my corporate office, and the biggest issue they have is reminding people not to pet their dog. So there's no doubt about it, it is the icebreaker. Definitely. Um, Okay, well, I'm glad to have you with us, Allison. So, Therese or Hannah, either one of you, can you share with our listeners uh, the training provided at Envision in assistive technology, which, by the way, is such an in-demand need today because uh, many corporations cannot find someone with that skill.
3: Well, let me step in on that one first. Um, We do a lot of training um, with folks using the computer. Uh, we've done a lot with using JAWS, uh, using NVDA, which is a screen reader that stands for non-visual desktop access. Um, we also specialize in, in screen magnification, along with uh, using, using your smartphone, using your tablet. Um, all of these technologies are in high demand out there in the job force and in, in the school system. Because kids use them every day, and adults use them every day uh, just to take care of your day to day things you might need to do, whatever you're doing at your job. Um, I've done some training with some folks how to use the the Microsoft Office suite, uh, especially at our level up program when we train our our students. We work with them on basic computer functionality, using uh, Windows, understanding the Mac operating system, using uh, the office suite, handling internet safety. I mean, we try and cover the gamut just to make sure that they are well educated and they are well armed when they go out into the workforce and move on into college.
4: And then just to piggyback on Therese, technology is like a core component of our Level Up program, but one of the almost equally important components that we work on are soft skills. Um, It's really hard to, um, you can be very great using your computer, but if you don't know how to speak to somebody, um, then that's not going to translate into um, job accessibility. Or um, you know, college and career upward mobility, things like that. So we need to work on not just the technology skills, which are super important in today's um, in today's world, but we also need to focus on advocacy, um, self awareness, making sure that people are are seeing you. Allie is great at this. Um, she mentioned that she doesn't have barriers, but she also has a very approachable personality. And she likes taking on questions. Um, people can ask her things, and she knows her stuff. Allie is super smart. She's technologically gifted, but she's also socially aware of her surroundings, and she is capable of interacting with people and putting them at ease to kind of break down those, you know, those barriers that tend to get built up by so by social stigmas and things like that. So those are equally important. Sorry.
1: No, 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 that's very good. Um, And, you know, I said earlier, and I noticed that um, it was also mentioned by, I think it was Hannah, not sure now, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: about the need for people with assistive technology skills. My question is, have you seen that uh, increase substantially?
3: I think so, most definitely, um, especially out there in the workforce and and we've got a lot of, of folks that are coming in who who are from the baby boom or baby boomer generation excuse me uh, who are visiting our low vision rehabilitation clinic that are looking for ways to deal with their their uh, vision loss uh, just through Diabetic retinopathy or macular degeneration, and they're, they're needing to learn new ways just to to function either at work or, or at home. and, and um, there's a high demand for the assistive technology that's out there.
1: Yeah, does it still perplex you about companies that don't get that yet and do not have uh, accessible websites?
3: Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's it's a difficult road, especially you know if if you need assistive technology. I'm finding that you also have to have a little bit of a of an IT perspective and a troubleshooter, a mind for troubleshooting, because you have to navigate and find your way around uh, this website that might not be totally accessible, or if somebody at work sends you a PDF that. That isn't scanned correctly, and it doesn't read right, or, or, you know, there's there's a lot of hurdles that you might have to cross there. So, so not only with the assistive technology and the soft skill training and just learning how to be independent all the way all over again, then you almost have to learn a little bit about the the high tech computer troubleshooting stuff along with it too. <laughs>
1: Right. And we do That's right. Incorporate
4: that. Um
1: mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Oh no. Um we do incorporate that. Um uh, that is one of part of our curriculum for the level up program. So we want to make sure that we're not just giving the students the basic technology, but how to get around um things that might be barriers or problems that they would approach and may not be able to ask somebody who would know how to do that. So we we try to give them those skills um to take with them once they leave the program and know that we are always available to them, um, even outside of the program's time frame, uh, that they can always call and ask. Um, Therese is always available uh, to help with computers and um, the families can reach out to her and ask for um, assistance if, if something comes up. And even though it's outside of our program, Um, time frame, they they still have access to us.
1: When do you think the day will come? The federal contractors, I know they're obligated right now, but that this becomes enforced, you know, like Section 508, when do you think that day will come? Mm -hmm. I think one
4: of the biggest things is if people don't know that it's a need or if there's not enough noise, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, if, if more people say this needs to happen and they advocate for themselves and create an awareness in the sighted community that this is a need, then that's the only time that it's ever going to be able to happen.
1: Oh, I so agree with you. I always tell people if there's an issue, speak up. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then don't complain about it. But, right. I, you know, I meet so many people uh, who are blind that have been on, tried to interview, uh, and they couldn't even apply because it was not accessible. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you hear that very much?
4: You know, it happens. Um, that's where the good support networks come in. Uh, if there's something that you are really wanting to do, Then know your support system, know your available resources in the community, know who you can reach out to 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 maybe guide you through the process if necessary. Um, Part of the Level Up program, we have um, college and career development. And so the students are learning to not only uh, create resumes and and look for job opportunities, but also to kind of give themselves an idea of what they want to do in life, um, what positions are available to them, and we don't ever relegate it to the typical uh, blind, visually impaired jobs. You know, we say there's a way to do everything. You just have to be a little innovative. You have to look beyond um, the basic understanding of what we have now, because there's always development for future positions, and we just have to keep that in mind, that there's always a way. Um, It might take a little bit more work, and you might have to try a little bit harder. But there's always a way to do something if you're really passionate about it. So we want to make sure that all of our students leave with that understanding, that the world is their oyster. They can do whatever they want to. They just might have to do it a little bit differently.
1: Always a way. What a great saying. Um, Hey, we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, we've been talking to Hannah, Therese, and Allison from Envision Incorporated. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with them, so don't go away.
5: News, News. Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Rumberg from the TV
0: show Heroes.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
1: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the show. I have to mention to you right now. A special thanks to our sponsors, Cavestro Audio Eye, and our main sponsor, HiMark. Thank you so much for being supportive of this show. I can't thank you enough. Hey, Allison, you did you mentor or have you mentored other students?
2: Yes, uh, this will be my third year mentoring for the middle school. Camp, and then this will be my first year mentoring for the high school camp since I'm in college.
1: So tell me, what do you teach them about being independent? Because I've noticed, uh, you know, at our company, our forte at BenderConsult.com is finding employment for people with disabilities. And many times one of the issues is that the parent or parents of an employee have really not, they've done a disservice. Uh, They're making them dependent versus independent. So do you talk about this at all to to the students? I do. I was actually told by my mentor that
2: you are the only one who knows your disability. So I tell my students to make sure that they speak up when something needs to be done and not let other people speak for them.
1: And tell me, what would you say has been one of your most enjoyable experiences with a student?
2: Probably seeing them grow up and mature and learn. One of my students will be mentoring for the middle school camp this year, and it just makes me so proud.
1: Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. You know, when you've mentored them, have what have they talked to you about the most that that they feel they need? What what have they expressed to you? Probably
2: confidence. And I know I had issues with this when I was younger, too, and this camp definitely helps with confidence, getting to talk with other students with disabilities and learning from our mentors. So, yeah, that's mostly what I get from my
1: kids. And what are the ages?
2: Middle school and high school.
1: I have a question for you. How, yes. are they, uh, what, how are they bullied? What's going on there?
2: Uh, I don't think it's necessarily that. Um, mainly just knowing that you are the one who can speak for you and being confident in what you know.
1: And why I bring that up is I do volunteer work for high school students with disabilities, which I've done this now for 15 years. It's called the Bender Leadership Academy. And every class, when I say, well, at the beginning, tell me if you've ever been bullied, uh, almost without exception, 95% of the students raise their hand. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: Today, more students with disabilities are bullied more than any other group. That's why I asked you that question.
2: Yeah, with that, if that is an issue, I tell them to just not let it get to them and um, explain the situation to the bully. Like, tell them this is what this is and then just not let it bother you.
1: How about you? Did you ever deal with that?
2: I did, yes. And my main solution for that was to talk to those around me and not let it get to me, just be supported by those that are there for me and that love me.
1: So for young people with disabilities listening to the show right now who are being brutally bullied, what advice would you have for them? Lean on those around
2: you, and that's why I love Envision so much because I have my students and my mentors and my friends my age that are going through the same thing, and we're all here for each other.
1: Oh, yeah, that is so awesome. I always tell people, number one, tell someone. If you're brutally yes. bullied, you've got to tell someone. If not, your parent or teacher, a coach, your pastor, your rabbi, somebody. And number two is what you just said, buddies. You need friends. You need people that are with you that you can lean on. Um, so that's really good advice. But um, do you feel that it is the most significant in middle school? to have bullying? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. That seems to be a hard area. Well, thank you for standing up for people. Um, that's that's really awesome. And, Therese, I know that Envision does a great deal of training in assistive technology, which we just mentioned earlier, but I was wondering if you could explain First, what that means, like, what is the program like? How long is it? Um, what all What all areas do you go over? And then, how has it changed since you first started?
3: Well, um, the uh, Level Up programs generally are are uh, six days, and they last. Uh, it, it starts on a, a Sunday or a Monday, and then it'll go till the following Friday. Um, our days um, in middle school start with um, lab work, and then we will have some kind of, of soft skill, social activity demonstration in the middle, and then the afternoon it's more labs, and then in the evening is, is different activities, just chances for the kids to, to have fun and relax and get to know each other a little better. Um, we have three different classes, in our middle school camp. We have a beginning um, uh, Windows class. Then we have a a more intermediate class. And the beginning class is more about learning general computer functionality, understanding the layout of the keyboard, knowing um, how to turn it on, how to uh, basically get into Windows, understanding your screen reader or your magnification, and then we go into simple word processing, and we have activities and assignments for them to work on. Um, The higher, the more intermediate class uh, gets a little bit more into uh, deeper functionality with the computer programming, uh, how to use PowerPoint. They do a little bit of uh, demonstrations and... And have a little bit more assignment work for them to do, um, but we we strongly, along with that, we work with the the soft skills and the advocacy and organization and just helping them grow. And they do grow as the week goes on. It's it's amazing to watch.
1: Wow! Now, is this different types of technology? Do you know what I mean? Uh, Jaws and other types, or is it just one thing?
3: We focus on on NVDA for Windows, and then we use uh, VoiceOver with the Mac, along with the screen magnification. And um, along that, we've we've gone that way because NVDA is definitely a, a robust uh, system, uh, screen reader. It works really well for the students. And we, we go that way because a lot of the communities um, don't have the funding for something like JAWS. So it shows them that there's an alternative that's available to them. Um, and we also, along with the computer training, we, we look at, at what's in their toolbox, what apps might be available. A lot of them use uh, Androids and, and Apple devices. So we look at, at apps that are available that they can use in the classroom, like notability or, or magnification, like, like uh, supervision, or tap-tap-see, oh. or uh, KNFB reader and things. So they get a real idea of what's out there and what's available to them from all different angles.
1: And when they leave, do a lot of them get jobs? Um, we've had a lot of our kids in the high school
3: program that have gone on to college. Some of them have moved on to career. And, but all of them, have, we, we've noticed that all of them feel comfortable and, and secure and confident to go out there and, and accomplish whatever they want to accomplish whether it be school or to get a job.
1: Well, you know what? That's what makes all the difference. I always say at the end of the day, until you have employment, you are never, ever, ever free in this country. Employment means you can buy a car, rent an apartment, uh, or buy a house, you know, and live the American dream that everyone else does. So I'm really impressed that you're working on an area that is incredibly uh, in demand today. So that that is really awesome that you're doing that. Uh, and you still work with that a lot yourself, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so I mentioned, mentioned employment.
1: I'm going to move on to employment. Oh. Uh, and, and we can just hear from each of you. So, Therese, we'll start with you. Why do you think there's such a high unemployment rate for people who are blind?
3: Well, I think there, well, the ADA, everybody's aware of ADA and what, what is required, but not too many employers are aware of the assistive technology that's out there that can help people do the jobs that are available to them. And on the other hand, there's a lot of folks that are out there who are blind and visually impaired who aren't aware of the opportunities that are out there and how things can be made accessible for them to do whatever job they want to do. They don't have the support system. They don't have the programs that are available to them. They're not aware of them. And that makes it difficult to go out there, and they don't have the confidence to go out there and find the job that they want to have and to get the training that they need.
1: Right. That's right. Well, before we close the show, when we come back, we will be closing the show. We're going to go to our last break um, again. I want to thank specifically not our just our sponsors, but all of the great listeners. You are so awesome how you follow this show. And just remember, if you go to benderconsult.com or voiceamerica.com, you will be able to hear this show again. So if you really liked it, make sure you spread the news and tell others so they can go back and hear it. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back to close the show.
5: Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank
4: you for calling.
5: VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg
0: Grumberg from the TV show Heroes.
5: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Okay, I think a we're going comment, back here. you have question call
5: in
0: toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you, thank you for listening to the show today and for your incredible support And please spread the news, tell everyone else. And remember, you can go back to my website, BenderConsult.com, and listen to the show again and get in touch with us. If you're looking for a position, make sure you reach us. If you're a person with a disability, hey, I'm the only person you'll meet that will say, do you have a disability? And that is awesome because that's what we're doing. That's what we're looking for. So before we close the show, Hannah, um, did you want to talk a little bit about the space for these programs?
4: Uh, Yes, we actually still have space available in both of our middle school and our high school conference for our Level Up Technology program. And uh, we would love to have some students. We have expanded... Uh, this year, to a nationwide outreach. Uh, So we have students coming from the West Coast. We have students coming from the Midwest. And we would love to get more students involved in our programs. Uh, For more information, you can call us or you can go to our website, www.envisionus.com, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-U-S.com.
1: One more um, time with that web.
4: Uh, www.envisionus.com. Envision US.
1: All right, and who would they reach out to?
4: Um, they can look on our support programs, and all of our information is there. Um, they can um, call, and um, there's volunteer opportunities available. Just any type of connection that they want to make for support they can reach out to us.
1: Okay. Well, you know, Hannah and Therese, when I heard your background, when I read your bio, I could not believe how much you've done, and obviously you're changing lives. What could be more important than that, than giving someone the opportunity to have quality of life? But we'll start with you, Hannah. Um, What would you say is, what do you consider as your greatest accomplishment?
4: I have two young children, and my kids are my greatest accomplishment, but I think one of the best things that I can do for them is to expose them to all types of people and to let them know that it's okay to be different. So my kids know, even at such a young age, to have compassion and understanding for other people. So the legacy I'm leaving in this world are my kids, and I hope that they carry on my my love for the visually impaired community, um, and just for people in general.
1: Wow. Very That is quite an accomplishment. How about you, Therese? What would you say? I would
3: say my greatest accomplishment would be having the opportunity to work with all of the people that I get to work with, uh, teaching them assistive technology and watching them learn that even though they may suffer from vision loss, they can still be independent. It's just a different way of being independent from the way they were were doing it before. And watching them grow and watching them understand that, hey, yeah, I can still do whatever I want to do.
1: Yeah, and I want to just say something. Uh, Those were both terrific but, you know, if I could just get across to the whole world, what Hannah said about leaving the legacy with your children to understand that it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a great world? Wouldn't that be great that would be if amazing. we could get that message out uh, to everyone? I think that's so awesome and so important. I just wish that more people uh, knew that. And one other thing before we go um, Hannah, how have you enjoyed your career here at Envision?
4: I love this place. Uh, I have been accepted at Envision more than anywhere else that I have ever worked for my abilities and have gotten to know people with so many other abilities that are beyond what I can do. And I appreciate everything that comes my way. Um, there are so many new ideas, new opportunities, innovation, everything's different every day, and I love it. It's amazing.
1: How about you, Therese? I
3: absolutely love it here, and I love all the opportunities that I've gotten. Uh, The chance that, that no matter whether I have a disability or not, I can still go out there and I have the opportunities to do the things that I wanted to do, which was teach and just being able to see the lives that are changed around here. It's just an
4: amazing thing to be a part of every day.
1: And how long have you both worked there, Hannah?
4: I've been here for um, almost seven years now. Therese? I have been here, this will be my seventh year.
1: Okay, and which one of you, your mother worked there?
3: My mother worked here,
1: yes. Yes. I'm sure that had a great impact on your decision.
3: Yes, it did. It did. Because I saw she felt like a family member here as well. And she worked here for 16 years.
1: Well, you know what? That is what makes the difference at a company. Mm -hmm. When they make you feel like that instead of just a cog in the wheel. So... Uh, that that is that is wonderful. Well, Allison, before we close the show today, what message would you like to leave with our listeners?
2: Um, I would like to tell the listeners to just keep their heads up, and anyone with a disability can do whatever they believe that they can do, and just don't let anyone knock you down.
1: How true is that? Um, and I'm going to ask you one more time, Hannah, for that website.
4: Um, it is www.envisionus.com,
1: um, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-U-S.com. Envisionus.com. Invi- I will ask you tell everyone you know, and in addition, if you know of anyone, any person that you think needs to hear this, possibly as a person who is blind or legally blind, or a parent of someone that is legally blind, a partner, husband, wife, sister, brother, make sure you go back to voiceamerica.com or Benderconsult.com and you can hear this show again. Before we end the show, we always end with a quote from someone that we feel has impacted the world in a good way. And what could be better than this quote today? And that is, the highest result of education is tolerance," said Helen Keller. Oh, I just love that quote so much. I do. Helen, Therese, Allison, thank you for being with us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank it's you been so a much. Great
1: time. And we are going to be looking for new things from Envision and Envision Us. We are going to be looking for great news. Uh, and everyone should go to that website and check them out. Going to close the show today. Hope you've enjoyed it. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. Talk to you next week.